Hi guys and welcome back to Lean In with Lex. Today we are already at episode 4. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. I know I have enjoyed recording it and having some guests over. But today's episode will be just me and we're going to talk about going to therapy. So if you know me, if you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome and I hope you enjoy today's episode. I think we need to start off with some background info here. All my life, I was the, you know, mentally stable one, the strong one. I was always laughing, always in a good mood. People always commented on how, like, no matter what happened, I always saw the glass half full. And that was true. Like, that was true for most of my life. And I never even considered the idea of therapy. I never dealt with severe issues such as, you know, anxiety or eating disorders or um, you know self-harm anything like that like that's never even been a consideration for me in my life never um, you know considered it done it dealt with it things like that until the pandemic hit and for the beginning of the pandemic actually I was quite fine I was actually happy that school like was on a break we had we had a break from school And for like the first few months, I was like really getting into it. I was like meditating every day. I was in a super good mood, reading and, you know, doing a lot of stuff that I hadn't had the time to do with starting my bachelor's. And then eventually I got into a relationship which caused me a lot of anxiety for various reasons. Um, I won't get into that today. That could be maybe another topic, but... The combination of not being able to see my friends, to travel, to go to school, um, to go to restaurants, do all the things that I love with being in a relationship kind of ended up making me extremely dependent on that relationship. Um, At the same time, I wasn't receiving what I needed from the other person. So that created a situation where I was extremely anxious. So... I reached a point where basically I was so anxious that I had absolutely no appetite and so I was not eating or barely eating you know I was eating enough to survive but not enough um, at all and then the only thing that made me feel better was working out so I'd work out like upwards of an hour per day and then I would barely eat so I lost over 10 pounds in that period Um, it was the worst period of my life actually mentally and just overall and so at that point when I like saw that I lost that much weight I was like okay this is something's wrong here like I've gone to a point which is too far I don't recognize myself anymore so I decided to sign up for therapy and at first it was hard for me because I was like as I said I was always the one who was strong who you know was always happy there was never any issue And so it was a big step for me to be like, okay, I think, like, I can't deal with this on my own. I need therapy. Um, So I tried a first therapist, which, you know, I did one session with and I absolutely hated. Um, He told me, you know, I was dealing with some relationship anxiety and he told me something that, like, made made it worse, basically, on the first session. And I was like, okay, this guy is not going to help me. Um... And actually, I'm going to say this because it's funny. 
I was in a relationship with a Caribbean man and <laughs> the therapist basically said oh yeah you know how Caribbean men are and I was like <laughs> boy how how I meant to get better if you're gonna talk to me like this like you cannot be generalizing Caribbean men like this I mean maybe he's right but at the time that's not what I needed to hear so I was like okay this man is not he's not unbiased like he's gonna make things worse so I didn't go back to him ended up finding this finding this like super well-reviewed therapist um online another man and then I had my first session with him and I loved it so I continued with this guy for like two years love love my therapist um he helped me so much our conversations were really interesting and actually I think that having a man helped me because as a woman sometimes and you know vice versa we struggle to see the perspective of the other gender and so it was good for me to have like an unbiased male perspective to try and understand like the situation that I was in and I really enjoyed that but obviously I know like some women feel uncomfortable um, sharing details with like a strange man <laughs> but I really loved it I felt super comfortable from the beginning um, and honestly I ended up loving my experience in therapy I was I did it for about two years basically during the entirety of my relationship after which I stopped because I stopped feeling anxious once I got out of that relationship. Um, again, different story. But basically, although I initially consulted for relationship anxiety, I ended up learning so much more about different sp spheres of my life, which I hadn't planned to. But by going to therapy, <clears throat> I basically uncovered other issues which I hadn't thought about not necessarily issues but like things I had been struggling with which I kind of put aside and which started to make sense as I was talking out loud to this person uh, this expert basically psychologist um, who was also highlighting things to me and making me realize certain things so I ended up understanding a lot more about myself my relationship with my mom my dad um, and overall how to be a more stable person a more healthy person how to view all emotions in a positive light not really categorize you know bad emotions good emotions my therapist taught me that like no emotion is inherently bad it's okay to be happy and it's also okay to be sad and normalizing every emotion makes it much easier to deal with them afterwards and that's something valuable that i did learn during those um those sessions so as i was saying i consulted for relationship anxiety but I ended up learning a lot more about every other aspect of my life, even my friendships. Um, I've mentioned before on my Instagram story actually that my therapist told me that if I have a tendency not to share my personal details with my, my closest girlfriends or not, not ask them for advice, they may perceive that as me not trusting them and me not you know, wanting to be open with them. And so he encouraged me to ask for advice more often. Even if I don't necessarily think that I need it, just ask and see what others have to say. And since I started applying that, I've had much more open conversations with my girlfriends. I felt a lot more close to them. And that is one positive thing that came out of it, other than, you know, my feelings towards the relationship. And um, one thing that I will say, though, is that throughout doing this therapy, The rhetoric that was kind of built up was that 
I was the one that was overthinking. Um, I was the one that was anxious and I, I was the one that had to deal with my emotions. But in getting out of that relationship, I did realize that many of my needs were not being met. And that was probably one of the big reasons why I was so anxious because I, I didn't feel loved. So I would say, um, while, I did uh, while I did therapy, I wasn't like an emotionally weaker mindset, I'd say. So everything that I absorbed in the therapy is what I absorbed to be true. So I kind of started convincing myself that everything that I was thinking of was just me overthinking. And it was me feeling threatened when there was no reason to be threatened. You know, things like that. Instead of being like, okay, well, wait, this person is not fulfilling my needs. And this person cannot love me the way I need to be loved. So that's the issue. The issue is not that I'm anxious. Obviously, being that anxious is an issue, but that's not my problem to solve. It's mainly caused by the relationship. Because, as I was saying before, anxiety had never been an issue for me before. So it came out of the blue, really. It was just like, I didn't recognize myself. My parents didn't recognize myself. During that time, I also had like two crazy fights with my mom where we were like, yelling at each other and I had never ever done that before like don't get me wrong me and my parents sometimes getting to get into little like arguments so we never scream at each other uh, you know we just talk about it and debate about it but you know I was exhibiting behaviors that were so unlike me that you know I just felt completely overwhelmed I was like how do I deal with this like this is not me I don't know why I'm acting this way and then therapy kind of gave me an answer of like well it's okay you're just overthinking which at the time, I guess in a way I was, but it was also because there was a lot of things going on in the relationship that just were not satisfactory for me and were not, um, you know, were not normal for me because in terms of like receiving love, I am, I think I talked about this in my like first episode zero coffee chat with me. I'm an only child. My parents always showed me all the five love languages to like an extreme extent. So I was used to that as love. And to me, someone who loves me shows me all the love languages. And I personally do that with my relationships, my friends, my parents. Because I was shown love that way. That is also how I show love. And that's also how I expect others to show me love. So to be in a relationship where like I had to ask for all of that. And I had to explain how to be loved. Um, and it was hard to receive those kinds of things. Made me just doubt myself. Saying, okay, well, I'm with this person they say they love me but they're not acting like it so that in the end is what I understood made me anxious but with therapy the rhetoric that was built is that I was just overanalyzing and um, perhaps that person was just I mean there's different possibilities either that person was not really in love with me or that's just how they are in a relationship and yes I was overthinking it then but the point is not that I was overthinking it, but rather that that partner was just not suitable for me. And I realized that afterwards. So I would say one thing that I take from therapy is to like, not take it with a grain of salt, but in a way, be a bit critical. Don't take what you learn in therapy as, you know, as the one true, like the one true perspective and the one true situation there could be alternate views there could be alternate perspectives and there could be other reasons why you feel anxious 
Um, and I guess my point is, I, I feel like that doesn't make sense, but I guess my point is that if you are suddenly finding yourself to be anxious and overthinking and overwhelmed, there very well may be an external cause for that, and it is not necessarily just because you are overthinking. You are overthinking, yes. If that's something you do all the time and you've done that for years, then maybe that is something you have to deal with. But if it's out of the blue and it comes during a relationship, I would say to look at your relationship from an outsider's perspective and see, like, what are the issues here? Like, why would this relationship be making me feel this way when I've never felt this way before? So therapy helped me realize a lot of things. And one of the things that it did help me realize is that it is not normal to suddenly become anxious when you've never been your whole life. Um, and yes, I was overthinking, but why was I overthinking? There was a reason. It was because of this, the context of the relationship. So just combining therapy with observations of your past behavior is really the best possible outcome here. Um, and of course, I'm talking about my perspective regarding the relationship because that's the reason why I I um, I sought therapy. But it obviously depends on your independent context. You know, if you're seeking therapy for an eating disorder um, or something else, then that's a different context which I can't speak on. Hopefully, at some point, I can have a guest that can talk about that with me because eating disorders are actually quite common. Way more common than most of us may think. But, yeah. So, all in all, I started therapy during my relationship started thinking that I was the problem, I was overthinking, I was overanalyzing, which I was, but in the end there was a root cause for that, and that was because my needs were not being met in a relationship. And I honestly see this a lot in a lot of my girlfriends, unfortunately, where their needs are not being met. And once again, if suddenly when you're in a relationship, you start feeling anxious and acting irrationally and doing behaviors that you've never done before, I invite you to question what the other person is doing that may be causing that. How are you used to being loved? What do you expect in a relationship? And how are you currently being treated? There's often an issue between those two things, which does cause you to be anxious and um, overthink. But yeah, so as I said, since my breakup, I have stopped therapy. I have not felt anxious again. Um, but yeah, those were probably some of the... like the two hardest years of my life actually and uh my close friends know about it but not everybody knows about it i'm pretty open with the fact that i went to therapy because i don't see the issue with that um i decided to make a whole episode about it because i feel like it's still very taboo people are not that comfortable saying that they go to therapy and you know i personally was raised in a household where like with my dad, I was very open about my emotions, and even with my mom, like, I'm close to both parents, I share pretty much everything with them, but both of them are also like, okay, you can be sad, but you have to keep going, like, you have to keep going to work, keep going to school, life goes on, and life does not wait for you, so I was raised in a household where it's like, you don't give up, you don't just mope around, and let yourself get depressed, and there was not really a talk of mental health growing up just because my parents did not um we're not raised that way like most of our parents in that generation were not raised with therapy and mental health being normal although my dad did go to therapy for 
his mother's death, that was like a one-off situation. And like, the idea of being an anxious person is not common to them. And I told them, actually, I recognize some anxious behaviors in them. And when I talk to them about it, it's like, it's a foreign concept. It's not like, no, like, to them, it's like, obviously, I'm not anxious. But there are behaviors that we learn about now that our generation learns about that we can identify in them. But they're just not used to that. They weren't raised with that. So I was not raised discussing mental health. My parents always, always encouraged me to share my emotions with them and tell them, like, if someone made me upset or if I was angry or sad. But it was not, like, no discussion of, like, mental health issues such as anxiety or depression. Um, so, you know, when I started doing therapy, I would say my dad kind of understood me because he went... Um, I think it was harder for my mom just because, again, she didn't really recognize me. And, I mean, I didn't recognize myself either. But it was kind of still taboo. It's like, okay, in a way, going to therapy is admitting your weakness, your weakness, which I don't agree with. But a lot of people still see it that way. Um, a lot of people also who need therapy will be the first ones to say that they don't need therapy. And I find that funny because... I have noticed that the people who are like super against it are the ones who have a lot of issues and who see, you know, who see admitting their issues as a weakness. On the contrary, I think being self-aware and being able to um, identify your weaknesses and which points you can improve on is a strength and it shows your humility, it shows that you're humble and it shows that you're able to put your ego aside and be honest with the people around you and that to me is one of the best traits that people can have you know either my partner my friends my family that is super important to me we both have to be able to recognize our flaws and be willing to work on them to be an even better person um, to the other other one so whether that's your boyfriend your girlfriend your friend your your parents just aspiring to be a better person to them and also for yourself, to feel better about yourself every day. Since I went to therapy, even though I don't go anymore, I learned so many new things about like people's behaviors, why people act a certain way, um, how not to take things personally and realize that people act based on, on inner things they're dealing with, not because of you. It actually has nothing to do with you. And that's been such a valuable lesson for me, going through therapy and just putting aside the whole anxiety in the relationship, I'm super grateful that I did go to therapy because I learned so much. And overall, it helped me become a less reactive person. Um, in the relationship, I also dealt with like issues with friends of the opposite gender. And it made me feel so anxious and so shitty that I was extremely reactive in that context. And with therapy, again, I learned that like the way people act is really an indicator of how they feel about themselves, the inner turmoils that they have, and it has absolutely nothing to do with you. If you really start to think about how much time you spend worrying about your problems and your life and your family and your friends, you realize that you don't have much time left to worry about other people's lives. And that's how most of us go through life. We spend a lot of time worrying about ourselves, about our circle, our people. 
and we have a little bit of time left to think about others, but oftentimes we're not thinking about, you know, such deep things or, or deep-rooted issues, or just we're so focused on ourselves and our own issues that we forget about others. And if you remind yourself of that, you realize that people are really just dealing with their own shit. And the way they react is representative of that. And again, oftentimes, it has absolutely no link to you. Now, obviously, this is in the context where you've done nothing wrong. <laughs> if you've done something to hurt someone, or you've done something evil, or cruel, or or mean, or, um, you know any other negative thing then yes people are probably reacting to that but i'm talking in the context where you've done nothing wrong and there seemingly seems to be an issue with someone who doesn't like you regardless of what you do is always treating you in a shitty manner for example they're passive aggressive or they're petty with you and you've done nothing to trigger that then you know you can rest assured that Again, it has nothing to do with you and is representative of how they feel. Probably insecure or jealous or frustrated at life and things like that. So I think that's a big takeaway from that as well. And, and knowing that fact, having learned that fact in the therapy has helped me lead a much more peaceful life. I'm a chronic people pleaser and we'll talk about that in a different episode with a fun guest, hopefully. But I'm a chronic people pleaser and I used to have this mentality of like, I need everyone to like me. Like, I will do everything in my power for people to like me, even to people who don't deserve it. And in that context, in that relationship with those friends, I did so many things. I went above and beyond to try and prove myself, try and have them like me. And it didn't work because again, it had nothing to do with me. There's nothing that I could have done to make that person like me um, and to change their behavior. It was reflective of them and um, their inner troubles. So that's an important lesson I learned um, that was you know, relevant to the relationship at the time, but is also relevant in any context of life. It's relevant today. And it helps me put aside that people-pleasing tendency. Um, and you know, you always are polite to people at first. You give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But if someone disrespects you, you're never you're never required to tolerate that disrespect and be nice in return. And you have to be able to stand your ground and accept the fact that some people will dislike you dislike you no matter what you do. That is totally okay. You will feel much happier once you learn to let go of that and just ignore those people than if you start harnessing on why they don't like you. Because there's no answer to that question. There's no reason why they don't like you. They don't like you because you trigger something inside of them that they haven't healed. And that's the truth. So, I went a bit on a tangent here, but I think that's the fun thing about these solo episodes. Because my interviews are very structured. You know, I make the questions in advance and the intro in advance. And I send the person the questions and they have time to prepare. Because I want, you know, specific information to be given in these episodes. They're meant to be useful. But for my solo episodes, it's more about me ranting and releasing all my thoughts and you know talking for the people who are curious and who are interested in listening um and i hope this can help somebody also that's not um, the goal is not for only my interviews to be useful um i hope these solo episodes can be useful as well but they're more like you know if we're having a conversation together if we're on facetime um 
it's just really unfiltered, unedited, uh, me releasing my thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation on therapy. I think I covered everything. Overall, my point is that therapy is extremely useful and it is often most useful to those who think they don't need it. But I truly think that it can benefit everybody. You don't need to have severe trauma to go to therapy. You know, you don't need to have like abusive parents or um, have gone through domestic violence or have an eating disorder to go to therapy. I had none of that. I was just in a relationship where I wasn't loved the way I needed to be. But the rest of my life was going seemingly perfect. You know, I have parents who are healthy, a roof over my head. You know, I was in the middle of my bachelor's at McGill, my dream school. Everything was seemingly perfect. I have a great life and I'm very grateful for that. But that doesn't mean that you don't need therapy. I want to highlight that because many people seem to think that you need to have gone through something extreme or traumatic to go to therapy, but you don't. No matter what your life was like, we all have some toxic tendencies and some unwanted behaviors, which we can unlearn through therapy. And oftentimes those behaviors are too complicated for us to unpack and to understand on our own. And therapy is there for that. Therapists are experts and they're there to help you, you know, de-knot everything. I don't know if that's a word. I don't think it is, but take the knots out of everything and make everything more clear, more smooth for you to be able to understand it and then process it. So I recommend everybody, I think we should start talking about it a lot more. Mental health is a ravaging issue in our generation, especially with social media. Um, it's common in athletes, it's common in um, pop stars, you know, singers, it's common in academic achievers, it's common in influencers. Everybody goes through it, and I think if we all started to talk about it more, we would normalize it more, and we would all be better people after having the necessary work on ourselves. Um, it requires patience. Like I said, I went for two years, and I don't consider that my self improvement is done. I don't think it ever ends. I have made significant progress in the last two, three years. And I consider that I'm at a stage now where I'm, you know, very, a very well-run person and very stable, but there's always something to learn. But just know that it's not overnight. It takes months and years, but the progress that you see within yourself is so rewarding and so worth it that I would recommend it to anybody again. So yeah, that's all. Hopefully one day I could maybe have like a therapist on an episode. Um, and like I said, someone to talk about an issue they went through, like an eating disorder or something. That would be, I think, relatable to many people, unfortunately. But, you know, it's important we talk about it. So yeah, that concludes today's episode on going to therapy. I hope you enjoyed and feel free to leave some ratings. You can leave ratings on Spotify. And that helps my podcast um, reach more people. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in next week's episode. Bye.